Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 122. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with Matt. How are you feeling today, Tyler? Well, we lied to the view, the listeners. Hmm. We told them last week we would have done a marathon by now. Oh. <laughs> I just thought of that as we started recording. Can you take us... Uh, yeah, so... If you don't know, Tyler and I were planning to run the Twin Cities Marathon on Sunday, October 1st. Uh, they ended up canceling the marathon because of the projected forecast. It was going to be really hot and humid, 87 degrees with some humidity. Um, so we got an email at 530 in the morning. Start time was supposed to be 8. They emailed us and said it was canceled. Can you take us inside your mind and heart in those first few moments after you realized it had been canceled, Tyler? Oh, it felt kind of surreal because I was just laying in my dark house. Like it was like five, it was like 530 and I was just laying in my house. I hope Melissa answers that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just laying in my dark house and I get this email and I say, oh, well, that's pretty lame. Also, so Matt had to answer the phone. I don't really want to do ASMR, but okay, we're good. No, I was just going to say that like, do you think that any viewer who's not or listener who's not from Minnesota when they heard that they canceled it because it was 87 and humid was like, what? Yeah. Because well, <clears throat> that was sure. kind of our reaction too. It was like, what? Yeah, for sure. I have a friend um, in Texas who runs marathons, half marathons, and he told me he'd never heard of anything like that before. Yeah. Um, and if you live in Texas and run these races and they never cancel for heat, you're looking at Minnesota going, yeah. what are you guys doing up there? Yeah. So, hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're four or five days out from that. Any lingering disappointment or anger? Yeah, I'm just annoyed. Like, I know that I would have, like, died, probably. Like, it would have been, like, really... Like, I'm... I told Matt, I'm probably the kind of person that's the reason they canceled. Because, like, I... Like, I sweat a ton, and I am prone to, like, having issues if it's really hot and I try to run. But I 100% was going to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just lame that I didn't get a chance to try. Yeah, I I feel like in a different kind of way, I'm also the kind of person that they canceled because of... uh, Because I feel like no matter how hot or tired I would have gotten, I would have keep kept pushing and pressing and pressing. Right. Just to prove that I could do it in the heat. And then at some point maybe you go down. Right. You know, I, I don't know. You get heat exhaustion, you just overdo it. So, you know, if we feel if we both feel that way, then you know, multiply that. There's twenty two thousand people there. Yeah. So But it's yeah. like they show let us do it. <laughs> Episode one hundred and twenty two of the Valid View podcast is sponsored by Best Buy. Wow. Best Buy is headquartered here in the Twin Cities, right? I don't know. Okay. That's a convenient sponsor for our discussion today. Best Buy empowers you, the consumer, by offering quality products at great prices. New this fall, we're now matching prices from all competitors. And also new this fall, check out our Plus Co- our Plus Club Lounge, available to all Best Buy Plus Club members. Enjoy complimentary snacks and beverages. Uh, uh oh, shoe shines and mas- massage lounge chairs while we service your laptop, computer, or appliance. Oh, that sounds kind of cool. Uh, see website for details and restrictions. Lounges not available in all stores. Also, price match has limited availability. Best Buy, step into the future. Cool. Thanks, Best Buy. I have a question. It's not about Best Buy. It's like prompted by the book we're going to talk about. Why do you... Okay, so in my experience, maybe this isn't true for you, but in my experience, there's kind of this like vibe in our like kind of Christian circle 
that um you like need to have read through the whole bible why why do you think that exists like i feel like if i was a like in my job like i was a pastor and i said i've never written i've written i've (laughs) never i've never read joel Mm -hmm. which is the book we're talking about today Mm -hmm. i feel like i would not be taken seriously why do you why do you think that is well, I think certainly you'd be seen as deficient. Yes, yes, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, right. Deficient's a good word. Yeah. Well, I, maybe the obvious question is like, well, why haven't you read Joel? Right. So, uh, I you know I think, um, you know, when Paul talks about teaching the whole counsel of God, the way we usually take that is like, yeah, in the fact that all Scripture is God breathed, you know, the doctrine of Scripture, right? Like all of this is important. So, what would be, uh the possible excuse for not taking in and understanding like everything that there is. Yeah. Or at least like trying early. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least try. Yeah. That's better. (laughs) I I definitely had to refresh myself on Joel. Like I've read Joel when I was 14 and since then a couple of times too, but like I had to refresh myself. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of tucked in there. Yeah. So did I, I mean, I just read through it, just skimmed through it um, a few minutes before we started this. So yeah. So what are you saying about the vibe? Do you think it's wrong to have that expectation or? Um... um, I don't know. I don't know why I asked that question. It just occurred to me. Okay. Well, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I had like, I definitely don't think it's like bad or wrong to want your pastor or even like a person who's been a Christian a while to have read the Bible. Yeah. Like, I don't no. think that's bad. No. I just was, I just was curious yeah. what your thoughts on that were. I mean, I think Peter at least was pretty familiar with Joel because he quoted it. Yep. Um, that was one of the things I was going to mention uh, is that Peter talks about um, Joel's prophecy on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter two. Yeah. On a normal day, that might, that's about all I can give you from Joel. <laughs> but today I read it before we uh, recorded. What, uh, what were your impressions as you read through? It just comes in really hot. Like it's, it's, it's like, hey, this is Joel's prophecy. The locusts. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're huge judgment fire do you think the locusts are figurative or are they like is he talking about actual small insects uh i think it could be both (laughs) i mean i think that he could be referring to something real but also like amping them up yeah for the for the purposes of the prophecy yeah or the i guess the spirit could be revealing something to him that's like larger than life Uh uh-huh yeah that's true i think if I was pushed into a corner, I'd say he's probably using them in a figurative sense to represent the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. Um, I would too. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, but destroying I, everything. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just, I said, I said both because I don't want to rule out that it could be yeah. the locust. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. That could be part of it too. We know uh, that the locusts actually came and caused famines through their destruction right. from time to time. Here's, here's a question that I thought of as I was reading this and reading a little commentary about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you think this book was written? Mm-hmm. And then I have a follow-up question after you answer that. Yeah, so some scholars think that it was written um, after the exile, like retrospectively looking back. Um, and some think it was written in about the year 800, around 800 or so, um, looking forward about 200 years, give or take, um, to the coming invasion of Babylon and the exile. So I favor the the earlier view that it's mm-hmm. probably... 800-ish that he's prophesying to Judah and Jerusalem about the coming destruction if they do not repent and turn back to God. Okay. Does the message change at all? 
that's the follow-up yeah yeah good question um because i I, sorry i asked that because when i was reading it it was like the the, like that that was the range i was seeing too yeah and as i read the book and even read the commentary i was like i feel like this message is pretty similar yeah whether it's 800 or 400 yeah um i'd say it's a timeless message and it's um, also a message that other prophets gave to other parts of Israel and Judah <laughs> in right. their history. Um, judgment is coming. God has graciously allowed a time for repentance. If you don't repent, judgment will come. But there will be a remnant that's spared, and ultimately God will restore. Yep. Kind of the basic. That's, that's, <laughs> yep. That's what I think. Yeah. That's so, becoming a theme very quickly as we go through the minor prophets. Yeah. Yeah. And... I don't know, maybe that's one of the reasons that the minor prophets can kind of run together for us and just be a little bit hard to parse out because the message is very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, I think each take on it and each personality is a little bit different. Sure. You know, according to the author and the the language they use to describe what's going to happen. But the essential message is the same. And it's also a message that we need. (laughs) Yeah. So that actually, as you were talking, I think that is... I think there is a difference, a huge difference, actually, and whether it was written in 800 or 400 for the original readers, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. if, if it was 800, it's a message of warning that they could heed or not heed. Mm-hmm. And if it's in, in 400, then it's a message of lamentation, I guess, mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. warning. Yeah, um, that's a huge part of chapter one, especially, I noticed, yeah. is, is uh, the call to lament. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for us, I see less of a like we we can see it from either angle and and I think take a lot from it, you know. Yeah. But well, so now I'm just thinking out loud. Um, Good. Do you think there's any part of this book that's like telescoping? Like, do you think that at the end of the world there will be elements of Joel that come back around? Telescoping is a prophetic device, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I think most dispensationalists would say yes for sure. Like the prophecy about um, there being signs in the heavens and the sun turning to darkness mm-hmm. and blood is there blood imagery in yep. there too. Um, I think that is something that most dispensationalists are still waiting to see ha- the fulfillment of that mm-hmm. to happen. Probably because of Peter, right? Quoting it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, I mean, the question is, did everything Joel talks about happen on the day of Pentecost or is there a, a right. yet a fulfillment? Or is there to more come? to come? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people point out that, you know, God did pour out his spirit on all kinds of people on the day of Pentecost. And that mm-hmm. was the fulfillment. But you don't see like the literal turning of, you know, the sun to darkness and all right. these things. So, it you know, it matters how you interpret these things. Do you take that as a something that's literally going to happen with these signs in the heavens? Or was there some kind of figurative fulfillment of that going on right. in the days when the gospel begins to spread and God is saving people from all nations. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the debates that um, exist within Christianity, legitimate debates, uh, sincere Christians on he- both sides. Heroes on both sides. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> heroes on both sides. It's a good way to put it. Good Star Wars reference. So, uh, yeah. Here, follow up on that, just to, I guess, like bring the conversation around. Like, do you think that it's probably more common that a person who believes the locusts are locusts would also be someone who believes that um, the blood, the sky turning the blood is going to be real blood. Mm-hmm. And a person who thinks the locusts are a metaphor for Babylon might also believe that Joel 2 was fulfilled at Pentecost. Do you think yeah. those are like similar camps, likely? Yeah. I'm just thinking of like a literal 
hermeneutic and a mm-hmm. more of a metaphorical hermeneutic for reading the book. Yeah, I do. I think mm-hmm. if you um, go in with the thought of wanting wanting to see a literal, all these things literally happen, then you probably interpret, you know, the locus is real locus and you expect certain things in the heavens mm-hmm. versus seeing um, metaphors happening here. So, yeah, I think so. Cool. Anything else about this book? Um, you know, I, the only other thing I would say is that um, I think the seeing the role of lament in the life of God's people mm-hmm. and the call for lament is always good for us. Repent, lament and repentance are both very important. We see that over and over and returning to God. And that's something that I personally would love to see more of uh, publicly in, um, in corporate worship. Mm-hmm. Those are things we tend to sideline because they can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Kind, we've, talked kind of downers. we've talked about yeah. this on the podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but a day I, I kind of feel like if you can go to worship and have, and go home with a reason uh, to repent and a reason to trust God, then that's been a good day of worship. Yeah. So definitely. And even lament um, as well. So yeah. anyway, yeah. I, Joel. the last thing I'll say about Joel is I like that. We don't know anything about him. <laughs> I just, I, re- I really like that. Like the, the little thing I was reading was like, yeah, we don't know anything about him except what we learned in this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the comment I read was all we know is he's not one of these other jewels that's mentioned. in scripture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's no one familiar to you from other places. Yeah. Which I like, which is what got me on the like, oh, well, when was it written and how, like, what's the, what's the significance of a trade that like, yeah. we can't go based on this dude's life because we don't know what he lived. Mm-hmm. No. We know he lived in Israel, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Speaking of Joel, um, we are going to rank our top five grocery stores today. Who's Joel in the grocery store discussion? I was uh, non sequitur. Ah, okay. But um, that is our, our fun topic of the day. Joel was the um, serious theological biblical topic. So I feel like we were pretty theological this week. Yeah, okay. I think we, we got a little nerdy. I think we we hit the mark. Okay, I used the word dispensationalism. I mentioned telescoping, <laughs> and we talked about it for like half the time. It's going to be half and half this week. Nice, good job, guys. So, uh, grocery stores. Before we give our top five, can I just ask you, like, what kind of criteria you're likely to use when you do your rankings for the grocery stores? <laughs> well, I was actually thinking about that when I was making my list. We're doing top five, like I think Matt said. Um, and I was like, I literally only shop at one store. And you know, from two weeks ago, it's Walmart. Like I only go to Walmart. So my ranking for this was kind of just like my my vibe hmm. of the store. Okay. Like how I just like how I how I kind of feel about it. That's fair. And even as I say that, I'm moving one of mine up. Can I give my criteria? Yeah. Okay. The most important three things to me are uh, the quality of their donuts. Okay. Uh, the prices. And the general vibe of the store. Okay. Yeah. So those are the. Oh, prices are critical to me. Sorry. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah, prices, when I was, I wasn't thinking about that as I was writing, but you'll hear quickly that I mostly have cost efficient options. Okay. Cool. Um, Do you want to start and give us your, your, like your bottom two? Sure. Which is still like two of my top five. Yeah, I will. But okay. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is that um, I know that like yesterday when Matt and I were driving, um, because we just drive together often, um, when Matt and I were driving, I, uh, told him that I thought I knew what one of his high ones would be oh. if he thought of it. So we'll go through this. And if yours comes up, if the one that I think you're going to say comes up, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, my number five <laughs> is Aldi. Um, Aldi is like, 
the best price, but I don't like that it goes bad like immediately <laughs> because I like I get really geeked out about like spoiled food. Like if food's going bad, I'm like, I just, I get really grossed out. What kind of experiences have you had at Aldi where stuff just generally goes bad quickly? Well, it's more just that like when I, I've only been there like twice, but like the time, like I looked at the expiration dates and the expiration dates were like really, really soon. Oh. Cause like, okay. I mean, that's why it's cheap. I think they get their food like, like late in the game mm-hmm. so they can sell it for cheaper, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. I just don't want my food to go bad right away. Especially cause like, I just like. I've never like I don't have kids so like it's just Emily and I eating and like I eat a lot but like I don't eat like a family-sized thing of food well sometimes I, I do but not usually I appreciate the quality of Aldi's like the quality that Aldi's brings to the table what I don't appreciate about Aldi is that you have to I think you have to bring your own bags and bag your own groceries oh, I don't remember that <laughs> Yeah, and at least the one in my hometown, you also had to pay a quarter to use a shopping cart. Yeah, was it pay or was it just put it in? You get it back at the end. Yeah, it was like that. Okay. You get it back. You're not paying. Yeah, so you're not paying, but I mean, if you don't have a quarter, you can't have a shopping. You're cart. You're carrying. <laughs> exactly. It just feels like conveniences that other stores offer that you know it feels like quite a burden at all the price though. Yeah, but price so. Cool. Uh, oh, num- that's a good that's good i appreciate your number five my number four is coburn's have you ever heard of coburn's no no the Tell only the only reason it's on this list is because they added one in my hometown in Isanti, like mm. pretty soon after i moved out like mm. after i went to college so whenever me and my friends would have like a bonfire at my parents house or hang out we wanted snacks or anything we go to coburn's so i just had it's just like a really basic like little grocery store mm. on the corner of 65 in maine um it's, I mean, it's a chain though. It's not the only one, but it, I mean, it sells gas and the gas was usually 10 cents cheaper than a lot of other places. Oh. I just, I liked it. It was just, I just have had good, good vibe, good experiences at Coburn's. Is it the kind of place where your mom would say like, Hey, can you run over to Coburn's and get some milk? Yes, absolutely. Hmm. I mean, it might be, yeah, that would be the place actually. That's hmm. like the closest grocery store to our house. Hmm. Cool. Have you ever heard of Piggly Wiggly? I have. There was one in South Carolina when I was there. Nice. It's not in my top five, but me um, neither. it was. It was all over the place where we lived in Wisconsin. Oh, nice. So the people there called, just called it the pig. <laughs> I like that. What's your number five and four? All right. Uh, my number five is London Briarleys. Um, I think I've only been there a couple of times, but so it doesn't score high on the price grid because uh, like, I think it's really expensive. It's but, far off my list because of that. <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like an important person when I'm walking through there. I'm at Lunds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, the name is hard to say. And so uh, I don't appreciate that about them. I think just calling it Lunds is good. London Byerly. But like walking through there, I feel like the like the aisles are carpeted or I mean, you just feel like you're in uh, Beverly Hills or something, which is not a normal experience for me. So it makes me feel good about myself. I just felt like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to rag on your, one of your top five. I just, there was one time when I was getting salad for like a pizza night at church. And I like literally just like the dressings and like fixings for the salad was like $50 from Lunds. <laughs> That's terrible. It was so expensive. What's your number four? Uh, number four is Kowalski's. So kind of a Homer pick. There's it's the closest grocery store to our church. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm running over there to grab like grape juice for communion or cups or something that we don't have that we need. Um, 
also a couple of friends from church work there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to Nathan and Anna and Micah Mm -hmm. who have grown up working there. Uh, Kind of expensive also. That's why it's not higher on the list. And the chocolate that they use on their donuts is not my favorite. (laughs) So it knocked it down a few notches. I really don't. Like if you were to tell me that the store that's the closest to our church was London Byerly's, I would believe you. I like don't see any difference between Kowalski and Lunds. Hmm. Like I because I think their color schemes are even similar. These are both Minnesota chains, right? So anyone not from Minnesota has no idea what we're talking about. Uh, I don't know. You're the native, so you well, tell me. No, you but you're not the native, so you would have seen <laughs> it in other places. Okay, I have not seen them in other places okay. that I've lived. <laughs> no, Kowalski and Lunds, they just have like very similar color schemes, and they're both like higher higher yeah. level grocery stores. Yeah. I don't know. They're very but, similar to me. Are you serious though? If I said, "Hey, that store over by a Caribou on the corner, that grocery store, what's the name of it?" You wouldn't have known. I would probably say Kowalski's, but when you said Lunds, I was associating it with it with that oh, grocery okay. store. Yeah, yeah. And then fair. you said Kowalski's is the one right there, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that is Kowalski's. It's not Lunds." They do kind of seem like the same thing. Like legitimately, when you were talking about Lunds, I was thinking of um two uh, girls who were shopping for a retreat for me, and they went to Lunds, and I assumed that they got to the one by church. All right, Tyler, hit us with your two and three. Uh, my number three is High V. Oh, yeah. Um, Great pick. I'm applauding that pick. Is High V on your list? No, but it should be. High V was the one that I was thinking of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking we don't have one in our community right now, so we never go there. There's one in Chalkby. Um, Not super far, but okay. farther from you. Yeah. Tell us about High V, Tyler. I just like it because Kurt Warner worked there. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Warner is an NFL quarterback who was from Iowa and played for a low-level football team in Iowa. And I like read about him one time and while he was playing football, trying to get into the NFL, he was also like working nights at Hy-Vee stocking shelves. And I just thought that was so epic. And Hy-Vee's like nice. Like it's got like a really, like, it's just like a good setup. You can go, it's got like kind of a, cause there's gas stations usually with it too. So it's usually got Mm -hmm. like a kind of like a convenience store element to it. I just like Hy-Vee. Good vibe. You know, their slogan is a helpful smile in every aisle. Is that Mm Hy-Vee? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. never know which ones have what sayings. <laughs> Good pick. That's an Iowa company. Well, that's, yeah. That's why I was like, if he's, if he remembers this, he'd probably put it in his top five because he's from Iowa. Yeah. There's a few that would be on my list if I would thought broader, um, like in terms of lifetime experience, Hy-Vee would be one of those. And then Publix would be another one. Mm-hmm. We've probably had some Publix experience mm-hmm. down in the South. Oh yeah. Yeah. In Florida. Love the Publix uh, vibe. Anyway, what's your number two? Walmart neighborhood market. Just in case you tried to come at me for Walmart not being a grocery store. <laughs> Walmart Neighborhood Market. I've worked there. Um, it's got the Walmart vibe that I so love. I was at Walmart today. Loved every second of it. Loved when I grabbed my cart. and Or not my cart. Loved when I grabbed my uh, basket and there was like crusty gum on the bottom. So I had to grab a different one. Is that part of the vibe that you love? The crustiness of Walmart? No, I don't love it, but it just feels like familiar. Okay. It's just, it's just very comfortable for me because I've gone to Walmart my whole life. What is the Walmart vibe that you love? No frills. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to shop. I'm going to leave. I'm going to get a good deal. Very low expectations of you. I, and yeah. you have very low expectations of them. Correct. <laughs> it's a mutual <laughs> understanding, me and Walmart. But yeah. Neighbor- purely transactional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm at a grocery store. Like, is there anything more transactional than going to a grocery store? Well, at high V there is. There's a helpful There's smile, a helpful in smile in every, every aisle. aisle. Yeah. <laughs> no, Walmart Neighborhood Market. Huge fan. I worked at one. Um, and I like that I like that the neighborhood markets are branded as like green. It's like, yeah, it's like special Walmart. Yeah, it is kind of Walmart's nod to uh, civilization. Yeah. I think. What are your number three and number two? Uh, my number three is Cub. Okay. I can't believe that 
Cub is not well. I guess it could be number one. It's on your not. List. I don't think so. It's not. I can't believe that Cub did not make your list as a native Minnesotan. I would have thought that like Cub would be in everyone's top five just automatically. Is Cub from here? I yeah, I'm pretty sure. No. It I mean, just does nothing for me. It makes me feel nothing. Really, your your heart is cold toward Cub. Yeah, like it's it's not like it's bad, but like I just never consider Cub. Like there's a Cub in Chanhassen. I think I've been to it like twice. Hmm. Like I never go to Cub. Do you avoid it on purpose because of some disdain or is it just like just doesn't register? No, it's like Kmart. Like Kmart just hmm. doesn't enter my brain. Like Cub is the same way. Like I just don't think about going to Cub. Hmm. Is so that's a... actually true of everywhere except for Walmart and Target. Like I don't think of anything else besides Walmart and Target. Is there a Cub up in Cambridge, Isanti, up in that area that you guys would ever go to? I'm just wondering if you never got into the habit of. I don't know. The Cub. I legitimately okay. don't. Like I want to say there is. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't, I'm Googling it because I can't, I can't think of it. So Cub, Cub for me, and I'm like a, I'm only two years into my relationship with Cub. There is a Cub in Cambridge. <laughs> and and see, I didn't know it was there. And they've never seen Tyler Magnuson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like Cub is just good middle of the road standard grocery store. Although I'd have to say that the one in Eden Prairie has a lot better vibe than the one in Chan. The one mm. in Chan is kind of depressing. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I have I have a bad feeling when I go in there. Hmm. The one in EP, I feel like, is brighter and the people are nicer. You know what I just realized about Cub? I literally think so little about Cub. Not, like, I don't even dis... Like, you saying it's a nice middle of the road grocery store is completely accurate. I, in middle and high school, so for, like, six years of my life, in cross country, there was a run that we had that was about five miles long, and it was called the Cub Run. You like you it, it was a run where we would go out and then come we'd come out into town next to the cub and then run back. And despite doing that for five years of my life, I did not remember there was a cub in Cambridge until I looked it up. That's how <laughs> little I think about cub. <laughs> wow. I'm guessing you're not their target uh customer. So maybe, similar to target. Yeah. Maybe they're not too concerned about you not knowing who they are. But um okay. So anyway, my number two. So cub is three. My number two probably should be number one, but um my number two is Trader Joe's. Oh, I didn't even think of Trader Joe's either. I'm not, I've never been to Trader Joe's, actually. Not even once. Just going to let that sink in for our listenership. It's good that Caitlin doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Caitlin, former youth group student, worked at Trader Joe's in love with Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is great because it's a great vibe. They've got like really unique food products, but it's not like all that expensive, hmm. which is a great combination yeah that sounds cool yeah where where is the one in eden prairie well there's not one in eden prairie there's one right on the border of uh, bloomington and adina on, oh, okay uh, france in 494 nice so that's when we go there that's the one that we go to but uh they've got a couple products there that i really love that you can only find at trader joe's nice so don't they have like some like dark chocolate and peanut butter like yeah this kind of thing that yes, tastes better do. yeah yeah and don't send this part to caitlin don't let her know that i didn't know about it <laughs> do we say our number ones together now uh yeah let's uh say our number ones together and then i'll let you describe yours first so my number one well our number ones are two one public jerry's well Publix is your number it is i didn't want to give it away but yeah Publix, 100 percent. good job keeping the secret all right tell us about Publix because a lot of our listeners may not have any experience is Publix just in florida or is it just the south in general uh i would bet that it's outside florida but i've only been to ones in florida when i walk into Publix, i'm on vacation Ooh, yeah yeah like totally. it's, it's a it's a grocery store 
it's nicer than Walmart, but doesn't it, the, the lighting is not as harsh as Target. So it's like the best of both worlds. And when I'm there, I'm on vacation. Don't you just feel like you want to walk through Publix in your bare feet? Yeah, or like sandals. Like I'm yeah. okay, dude. I will go so far. I'm okay with smelling like sunscreen if sunscreen if I'm in Publix. Yes, because I'm in Florida. Yeah, I love that Publix has like huge aisles dedicated to things like styrofoam coolers. And yeah, like inflatables. <laughs> they like... know their market. Which when I'm there is me. I can, that, what a great job to put Publix number one. Thank you. Thank I really you. applaud that. The last Publix I went to was uh, near Orlando, a little bit north of Orlando, I believe, northwest. Publix. P-U-B-L-I-X. I also love that. I love they have an X in their name. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, my number one is Jerry's. Is is it because your daughter works there? Well, that's why it's number one and not number two. I think if my daughter didn't work at Jerry's, I'd probably have Trader Joe's at number one. Sure. But you can't go to Trader Joe's and see your kid. That's right. So <laughs> Jerry's is number one. It would be in my top two anyway, but number one, because Anna works there. Jerry's is just awesome. You feel great when you're in there. Like you feel good about yourself, like you do at Lund's, but you don't have to pay Lund's prices. I've been there once. What's so great about it? It just feels nice. Yeah. You just, yeah. Everything is clean. Feels really nice. They've got great donuts, which is important to me. Mm-hmm. I get a discount there now because oh. Anna works there. Nice. That's cool. And I can walk there from my house. Yeah. It's like our neighborhood grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's a good vibe. I did like, I got food while I was there. Like they're like kind of fast food part of it. The fast food was good. Yeah. Yeah. I had like mac and cheese or something. Mm-hmm. I liked it. That's nice. Yeah. So should we ask our listeners to uh, let us know what their favorite grocery store options are? Yeah. Poll Votes Tyler. P-O-L-L Votes Tyler. Send me your favorite grocery store. Yeah. Maybe we'll shout you out next week. I don't know. Nice. Thanks, Tyler. No promises. That was fun. So next time uh, we'll take a look at the book of Amos. Amos. I have a cousin named Amos. So we'll see how that goes. See if that impacts our discussion at all. Yeah, it should. (laughs) All right. See you next week, guys.